Hello loves, welcome to my fourth 360 monologue podcast episode. Today I am going to be talking about empathy. It's been something that I have been thinking about for a little while and um, something that I have begun to apply to myself. So over the past few weeks, I've been working on a new project, which will be launching soon. Um, I've had support from my darling friend, Nicola, a life more inspired, um, helping me map things out so it actually makes sense. And this piece of work is really providing a home for thoughts, concepts and actions that can provide nourishing support in a manner that honours people as they are, rather than trying to create ways to support what we think we want or think we should be doing. And I think there is a distinction there. I think that we are brought up to should all the time and suppress our wants. And I think that causes a lot of discord and a bit of a, causes us to live in a a bit of a duality, um, rather than living in our fullness, our wholeness, our 360. Um, So this project is helping me to think really deep and wide about my mission. As you know, or maybe you don't, but I'm kind of in transition. I decided to stop doing the clothes because that is not where my heart, my joy, my passion, my mission, all those touchy-feeling soft words are. Um, And I've decided to, uh, what's the saying? Follow my mode of genius and excellence or something of that nature. You know what I'm saying. Um, So doing this piece of work really makes me feel like all roads have led here. So much so that I'm actually grateful for my social work career and I'm no longer focused on all the ways it depleted me. I'm gobsmacked. I wrote a post about it on Instagram, which I will link in the show notes. I'm gobsmacked because I was firmly attached to my story of social work depleting me. It became part of my story. And if I'm honest, it became a crutch. I leaned on it. Um, So the work I'm doing at the moment has led me to understand that what I need from myself is to kind of like parent myself with a sort of empathy I give my child. I've got a 12 year old daughter who is absolutely wonderful, even when she's being a hormonal preteen rat bag. She's absolutely magnificent. And um, when she's going through what she's going through, I hold her with a lot of empathy Because I understand that she's experiencing life the way she is experiencing it. And I need to support her. So um, at first I was thinking I need to be more compassionate with myself. I've talked about being, um, viewing myself with curious, compassionate or compassionate curiosity. And I've talked a lot about being compassionate. And when I kind of get fixated on a word or a word begins to have quite a lot of meaning for me I refer to the dictionary to get the dictionary standard um, definition of the word Um, because the more I was talking about compassion the more I started to think about empathy so the dictionary definition of of compassion is sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others Whereas empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. 
the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Now, I find empathy far more appropriate for my needs because it creates space where I'm more understanding and patient with myself. Compassion feels a bit like um, sympathy, like, oh, feeling sorry for myself. Whereas empathy feels like, okay, mm -hmm, I hear you. I understand. I can hold you. So with this, it creates space where I'm far more understanding and patient with myself, but without the excuses. Like when social work depleting me became a crutch, it became a crutch where I was able to formulate all these excuses. The empathetic piece is different. It's actually quite motivating because I'm not spending as much time rehashing the past and playing a tragic mystic Meg with my future. Embodying empathy rather than compassion is definitely more than semantics for me. It has a totally different and embracing, nourishing feel. Because when I feel sorry for myself, I quickly trip into, oh, you're such an idiot. That's not helpful. I'd actually go as far as to say that this empathetic piece is being a game changer. It's very new, but I actually feel different. It's allowed me to tap into knowledge and skills I acquired across my 15 or so years um, as a child protection social worker and apply it to my business. And on a personal level, it's enabled me to start working out and really enjoying it. There are ailments and things I've had going on because my life is quite sedentary. I work from home. A lot of my work involves sitting down. If I'm traveling somewhere, I'm sitting on the tube or I'm sitting in my car or something. And me understanding the need for me to exercise more and what it means for me as a person has just motivated me. Like I've, I've been working out regularly and enjoying it. And I've been making an effort to go for walks because I've been reading about the difference exercise, like structured exercise gives you as opposed to walking. They have different health benefits. I can't remember what they are and that's not what I'm talking about, but it's just an example of how empathy has been quite motivational for me. And also this self-empathy, self even, empathy, is allowing me to access social work stuff I turned my back on because I was so busy moaning about the social work and what it did to me, making myself a victim. I forgot the many moments of mutual exchange and how much I gained within that career. The training, the experiences, the people, the missteps, all of that. Now, don't get it twisted. As a career, it's a career I'm glad to be out of. And I have no intention of returning. But it's just really highlighted that perspective is key. I chose a perspective that fed into me just being a victim, as I said already. So, and it also helped me to think about, in social work, my area of interest was in neglect and emotional abuse. Those sorts of 
pieces of work quite often people shy away from because it's really subtle it's really nuanced people like to see hard solid evidence whereas with emotional abuse and neglect it's cumulative the impact takes a longer period of time and sometimes you can see the behavior but you're not seeing the outcome so you're having to piece information together and lean into lots of information and research to demonstrate how what is going on could or is likely to not even likely likely there is a strong probability that it will lead to these less than desirable outcomes and I'm interested in that because I'm very interested in the nuances and subtleties of life and how they then transform into overt behavior that impacts our outcomes so the um subtlety of me quietly and loudly at times telling myself that social work depleted me the overt outcome of that was my story was I was depleted so I was then not doing things or doing things that served this narrative of me being depleted and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to like shut down things I was and there were things that I needed to do to replenish restore to honor myself but it wasn't a full stop it was part of a conversation but I made it the entire conversation so bearing all of that in mind and the fact that the work I'm doing with 360 is about using or the work that I am moving into with 360 is about using the social work strategies I used to take people from deficit to survival it's about flipping them so that I can support people going from surviving to thriving in the work that I did empathy really assisted me in how I managed to work with really hard to engage children and families and the ways I was able to help some of them make really long lasting changes that improve their lives. My training and, insp- and social work experience were crucial in that work, but the thing that made all the difference in me being able to make that work real for people was my ability to empathise. That ability transformed me from being a nosy do-gooder that wanted to take people's kids away to becoming more of a human being that was there to help them now I'll keep it 100 the fact that I was a social worker and I had the power to do things that could lead to separating families was always there and I was always very transparent about that I didn't want people to think that I was their friend they needed to know that I was there in a professional capacity but when we were in it doing the work, my ability to empathise enabled them to access the work and allow changes to begin. So me looking at myself in a way that is understanding, I thought that work that I'm now able to review and look at how it assisted me, I need to turn that in on myself I need to turn that in on myself so I can support the expansion that I'm feeling, but I haven't created the space for me to expand into because I was so attached to these stories and being critical of myself, to be quite honest. So since making this decision, I've really been able to create space to remember 
who TF I am and what I'm capable of. And it's totally come from a place that feels really peaceful. So I know, well, I'm very sure that it's not my ego talking. So because of that, there are things that I'm going to be bringing to this 360 space by the end of spring that previously I wouldn't have not yet anyway, because I was so busy bookmarking all the courses, all the resources, waiting for the certificates. Meanwhile, I have so many transferable skills and certificates and experience to back it. Whoa. This limiting belief thing is wild. And empathy helped me to realise how my limiting beliefs had shape-shifted and applied themselves somewhere else. So this space I'm in now means that my business expansion into something new, well, not new, but something else, let's say, will be like me doing the social work that lit me up, the social work I wanted to do when I embarked upon my training in October 2003 and the parts of social work that kept me going for 15 years, even though everything was screaming that this wasn't healthy. So I guess what I'm saying is that the empathy that I have been able to begin, and I'm just at the beginning begin to show myself has moved me from that I'm not enough yet yet to realizing for what I want to do right here right now I'm more than enough and I can learn and grow as I progress because I am enough who knew (laughs) not me I was so busy thinking about all these quote-unquote things that I need and I'm supposed to have blinding me to the fact that I've got a lot of it already so um actually just yesterday I was facilitating a group supervision with a group of practitioners that work with young people leaving care and um we have discussions on a weekly basis and um During this discussion yesterday, I led an exercise where we were thinking about how they could work more collaboratively with the young people they work with. And one of the practitioners suggested a really great question. She said, what would you do if you woke up tomorrow and all your dreams were realised? A lot of the responses, the immediate responses were material. Oh, I'd have a big car. Um, I'd have a massive, great big bedroom with a roll top bath or those sorts of things. So I changed the question to how would you feel if you woke up tomorrow and all your dreams are realised? And it really changed the dynamic of the responses. We were all able to identify, well, people shared how they would feel. And that task helped us to identify that a lot of these feelings we're talking about to some degree, we've got them already. So for example, I said, if I woke up tomorrow and all my dreams are realised, I would feel peaceful, accomplished and um, abundant in that I would, uh, I would have loads to give. 
But when we actually dug deeper, I have lots of times of feeling peaceful. I have lots of times of feeling accomplished. And I am quite a giving person, even if I don't necessarily feel abundant. So the point was that us doing that exercise allowed us to be more empathetic, that word again. So instead of being critical, we were more present and less fixed on the outcome. So we knew what the outcome was, but we were able to work backwards, which kind of helped us to create a blueprint for the journey and focus on that with one eye on what the outcome is. So I don't know if I'm even making sense here, but it totally made sense yesterday. The point is that we think that we have to do certain things to be who we want to be or feel how we want to feel. When in actual fact, we have a lot of these things that we think we need to do something for already. So me talking about if my dreams and goals were realized tomorrow, I'd feel peaceful, I'd feel abundant, I'd feel generous, I'd feel accomplished. I have lots of times of feeling that way. So what if I concentrated on feeling that way? Embarking, not embarking because it's already started, but continuing my journey, tapping into those feelings and allowing that to lead me to my goal or no allowing that it kind of like makes your goal pull you towards it if that makes any sense whatsoever it's kind of like that be do have shout out to Nikki Raby she put me onto that Um, I'm going to link the podcast chat I had with her where she was talking about a coaching exercise that she uses where quite often we think we need to have certain things to be able to do certain things so that we can be a type of person where the be do have concept is that you need to be who you need to be to do the things you need to do to have what you need to have so it's all centered on who you need to be and I think that empathy allows that So you go from thinking you have to have these things to do these things to be this person. You actually recognize that you are this person. You are being that person that is able to do these things to have whatever outcome. Because you are and then you're not so focused on the outcome. You are enjoying the journey and you even surpass the outcome. And it's like, fantastic. That's great. What's next? Rather than, right, next, next, next. Does that make sense? Please, someone comment somewhere and let me know that this is making sense. Anyway, I'm coming to the end. What I invite you to do with this information is to get out your journal or a piece of paper and write down how you would feel if you woke up tomorrow and all your dreams were realised. And then think about how much of those feelings are presently in your life, whether it's to a greater or smaller degree, that doesn't matter. And then think about how you can bring, about how being more empathetic towards yourself, and remember, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another, in this case, share the feelings of yourself. How could this assist you 
to expand towards realising some of your dreams, goals, whatever. hope that's making sense. I'm sure it is. Anyway, yeah, that's it. My computer's done its closing thing. Before I go, I would like to shout out this week my darling friend, Nicola Ray Wickham of A Life More Inspired. Nicola is a trained NLP coach. She specializes in helping women get their business ideas out of their hearts, out of their minds, into the working world in a really soulful way. Um, I've done work with Nicola. I had a one-off coaching session with her. I joined her mastermind and her mastermind, do you know what? It's not just her mastermind. Nicola, full stop, really helped me to tap into things so that I am now able to sit here talking about empathy, talking about how actually social work was a bonus. And as I said at the very beginning, she helped me map out this new piece of work that I want to bring and share with everybody. Um, She has a course which is just starting called Dream, Do and Flourish. So Dream, Do and Flourish is a creative coaching and mentoring experience for purpose-driven women who have a brand to get out and into the world. Mm, Sounds so delicious. This program is for people that have an idea in their hearts, on their minds, or something that they have already that they are, I guess, not showing up in fully and are a bit confused by all the buzz and the jargon about what we should or shouldn't be doing and how we should or shouldn't be marketing our businesses. Um, Nicola has real tools, tips, strategies that will help you to step into your business with ease and flow that makes things like selling not feel really icky. I'm going to put, excuse me, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can go off and explore and also pop in a link to Nicola's Instagram um, because she shares a lot of information about what she's doing on there. Um, Nishla, Nishla, Nicola, Nicola has been a real beacon of light in my life and I'm really happy that I'm able to call her a friend. Um, So yeah, please do check her out. If it's not for you, pass it on to other people and keep your eyes peeled on my spaces, my um, Instagram, my Twitter, my website, mainly my website, because I will be sharing my new new sooner than maybe even I think. Anyway, my loves, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it has been valuable. Um, Please do like, subscribe, share, comment. Um, Hit me up with any feedback you have. Um, Until next time. So I will do my spiel. Thank you for sharing your time with me over here at 360 Monologues. This podcast is produced by me, Tamu Thomas, founder of the 360 brand. And my lovely podcast music is produced by the wonderful, delightful James Anderson. Take care.